We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Thursday, it's January 26th, it's 2023. We have an action-packed podcast for you today. We're going to talk about the six-game NBA slate for Thursday. We're also going to break down the two-game NFL slate for championship weekend this weekend. Joined today by my buddy Keith Eiser, Eyes819. Keith, we've been talking football all year. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the big game in a couple weeks, but listen, we got we got a nice little six game NBA slate. the The great thing about the morning grind is I have a bunch of awesome co hosts that can do both sports, uh, so we get to talk basketball and football today. Yeah, absolutely. Always always fun crossing over between sports. Get mix it up a little bit. Uh, football season coming to an end. Uh, it's been a fun one couple of great games on Sunday. So really looking forward to that. And um, definitely a nice little six game NBA slate for this Thursday. Um, NBA schedule without mid without football midweek has been much more friendly for fantasy. Like these six to eight game slates are, are the sweet spot for sure. Yeah. I mean, this slate, I mean, even Thursday having 10 games, it didn't feel overwhelming because I felt like we had a lot of the news pretty early and we were able to, adjust to the late news a little bit but i mean slate's going really well for me uh, i'm very live for some like big time prop nights so ended up doing a lot more props um than fantasy dfs anyway so i'm actually kind of glad it worked out that way because my i was telling you pre-show like my two main props were mitchell over points and sangoon over points rebound and assist so after after what it feels like a couple weeks of like having some bad beats here, um, it's nice to have like a, a winning NBA night on the prop side of things. So uh, last night, man, your your Bulls, I still I still don't know what happened with the Bulls last night. Um, I I can't get over that one. It was <laughs> they were up by I think like fourteen or fifteen at some point. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, we put that past us. 
we moved on. We got Sangoon. He did his thing. And now we get to talk some more hoops. We get to talk some football. I'm really pumped for this football um, slate. Maybe not like DFS wise, but I'm really pumped to watch these football games anyway. Um, I think they're going to be two fantastic football games. And I think all four teams deserve to be where they're at. And I still, like I said, right when the McCaffrey trade happened, San Francisco's winning the Super Bowl, still live. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, man, let's, let's talk some hoops. We're going to start with basketball and then we'll go to football. Um, if you have any questions and you're in YouTube, always feel free to post. We got Yappy in there. We got Derek. Everyone's hanging out. Um, always appreciate everyone hanging out, you know, interacting with the show. That's my new favorite thing when it comes to, you know, the YouTube part of the podcast. So thanks for hanging out. Let's jump in, get started here. We get rocking with New York at Boston. The Knicks. And the Celtics. This game has a two twenty-six and a half total. The Celtics, they're an eight-point favorite in this one. I was looking injury-wise, and we should note the slate starts at seven thirty p.m., not seven p.m. on this slate. So, on the Celtics side, Gallinari and Marcus Smart out. Um, kind of noteful that like Brogdon is expected to be back and playing in this game. Evan Fournier and Mitch Rob are out for the Knicks. We'll start here with the Knicks. What are your thoughts on New York? Yeah, tough spot for for New York here. Um, Boston just rested a bunch of guys. They're they're getting some guys back who have missed a couple of games. Um, so tough matchup here. I I'm going to Julius Randle though. Dude's been playing really well all season long. Ninety nine hundred. It's about what we can expect to pay for him. Um, he's just been doing. A lot of stuff, scoring a bunch of points, grabbing a bunch of rebounds. Um, and RJ Barrett has not, coming back, has not really affected Randall near as much as it has Brunson. Uh, we've seen Brunson kind of cool off from that amazing run he was on there without without Barrett. Um, so leaning Randall first here. I don't mind RJ Barrett at, at 7K. I think he's in play for sure. Um, you could play Brunson, but like I said, the ceiling is a little bit more limited now with Barrett back. He's just not getting as much usage. Um, and not not regularly smashing his price tag. So 8K is a fair price, but don't love it in this matchup against Boston. Probably don't go much deeper than that. Jericho Sims is somebody we took shot on last time the Knicks played. Did not work out very well. He had 25 minutes, but he didn't do anything in those 25 minutes. So in this matchup, I probably don't end up going there, although we are kind of starved for value right now. So we'll see. I think we'll get some value to open up. Um, Brooklyn's on a back-to-back. Maybe they rest some people. There's a couple other spots where we could get some value, but but right now value is tough to come by. So maybe Sims in, ends up in my player pool. I was gonna say that I was noticing that when I was looking at this slate a little while ago. Um, that as of right now, I mean Houston's on a back to back. They're gonna have some potential value there, depending on like who plays and the Spurs are on a back to back, and we'll have to see like if they sit anybody. But as of right now, I mean like we have a lot of like outs. Not a ton of question marks. So that is definitely going to be one of those things that we're going to be watching these back-to-back teams to see how much value opens up on this slate just in general. So as I'm with you, like Jericho Sims is someone like he got 25 minutes, 33 minutes, 28 minutes here recently. Just kind of disappeared on the court. And then I have one shot attempt. Wasn't rebounding. Um, So with that said, 
it's it's a matchup where if he's going to get the minutes, depending on what opens up, he might be in play. Um, and I mean, it seems like they want to give him the minutes, but yeah, I mean, Brunson with everyone kind of healthy at 8K, he's an, he's the guy that I'm definitely going to be staying away from here. I feel like Julius Randle has the ceiling at 9,900. It's just if we're strive if we're if we're hurting for value on this slate, are we going to prioritize Randall or are we going to try to find the money to look at like a Luca, for instance? Um, so that's my initial thought is I'm probably going to try to find that one like extra value play and play Luca over Randall, but Randall has the ceiling to break the slate. So I just, it's hard right now that any slate that Luca's on to just say, Hey, I, I, I you know, I'm going to play this guy over Luca. Um, but who knows? We'll see. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get to that game. But as of right now, like my mindset on this six game slate, and as we get started here, is I'm going to be comparing the studs to Luca because I don't know if we're going to have enough value to get two of these guys in there today. Um, it might be more of a balanced build type day. Uh, let's go Boston. I mean, they kind of sat some people the other night. Um, Brogdon coming back, I think, is huge. This guy. 35 and 36 minutes in his last two games. Marcus Smart still out. Um, it was like personal. So I don't know. I, I couldn't find what it was. Um, it just said personal. And I'm, hey, you do you, man. Um, I fully expect him to come back and play 30 plus minutes here with Marcus Smart out. Um, it's not like, it's not like Pritchard or these guys have played well. You know, Derek White has been okay. He's been serviceable. He had a really good game the other night um, against Miami. But I, I expect Brogdon to kind of slip back into that like 35-ish minute role. What are your thoughts here on the Celtics? Yeah, I, I like the Brogdon call. Um, unless conditioning is an issue, maybe that's the only reason that he wouldn't get up that high. But I still think he he gets plenty of run here. Um, I think this is a significant downgrade to Pritchard with him coming back. Like He probably doesn't get much run at all. Um, so we lose him as a value play. White's still going to get the run. I'm just not sure how much he handles the ball with Brogdon in there. Um, I think the role takes a bit of a hit. He probably still plays the minutes, but just not as good of a role. Um, you cut, you touched on it with the Luca stuff. Like getting up to Tatum and Brown is difficult when we have Luca on the slate. So I, I'm completely in agreement with you there. Um, I probably look to Brogdon if I'm looking for Boston exposure. Not going to get to Tatum and Brown all that much, I don't think. If I had to pick one of them, I would probably say I'm going to save the money and go to Brown. Um, Jalen Brown is someone that I've really liked his point prop here recently, and I definitely don't mind looking at like a point prop for him on you know sleeper or prize picks or something along those lines. Chicago at Charlotte's. One book, uh, FanDuel has a line at a 232.5 here with the Bulls a 5.5-point favorite. That's the only book that has a lineup for this one, and I think it's because LaMelo is questionable instead of, like, doubtful or out. Um, Gordon Hayward is questionable. Kelly Oubre remains out. Cody Martin remains out. On the Bulls' side, Gordon Drogic is out, and Javante Green is out. I'm not going to say Alonzo Ball anymore because, yeah, anyway. Um, let's go... Chicago it's just it's pointless to keep saying it until he like you know it becomes a thing where he might come back but 
he's still like way out, right? Like way, way, yeah. way out. Yeah, I don't even think he's doing like anything basketball related. So he'd he'd be at least a month away, I think, even if he started ramping it up right now. Yeah, maybe we get like a, a Lamelo sit here and like the the triple Bs go up and sit in like a suite or something and watch this game together. I don't know. Um, all joking aside, you know, anytime we get a matchup against Charlotte, we're we're circling that game. You know, we talk about this all the time. They are just not great at defending in general. Um, Vooch is nine k. Yeah. It's really tough to pay nine k for Vooch on this slate. He's in a dream spot. Charlotte's, you know, one of the worst three teams in basketball against centers. Fantastic spot for Vooch. They just don't run the offense through him. Like, it's very rare that Vooch has, like, 20-plus shots in a game, especially with DeRozan on the floor. So, I struggle to pay 9K for Vooch. I mean, maybe I'm looking at, like, a point-rebound prop for him here. Maybe I'm looking at a rebound prop but I don't think I'm playing him like in the DFS side of things outside of maybe large field tournaments, just knowing going in that I'm really hoping for that ceiling game. Yeah. The bulls pricing is tough. Like Levine is still priced up. Um, 8,900 feels like a little bit too much for him. Yes. It's a great matchup, uh, but with DeRozan back, like he's going to struggle to pay that off. I think, don't love paying up for DeRozan either necessarily. I think Vooch would be my favorite of the three, um, but I agree. He's just he's a little bit overpriced. It's a fantastic matchup. He could smash in this spot. I'm just I'm thinking that there's other places I would prefer to go. Um, yeah, I mean, just, if the pricing on the Bulls is tough. I love the matchup. Should be a great game environment. One of them probably gets there. But I don't know how much um, of my exposures I want to chase that with like trying to find the right one if, if i had a better clear-cut answer on, on which one i preferred maybe i would take some shots but i, I think vooch is the guy i prefer uh, but don't love the price and i and i don't like the price on DeRozan and levine either i'm definitely not playing levine here um with DeRozan and vooch healthy we just we know i, I mean this is not like a one-year sample size it's not like a two-month sample size it's we got enough sample to know that DeRozan, Vooch on the floor, you can't pay 8900 for Levine on most slates, especially on a slate where we don't have a ton of value right now. So I think I would rank them DeRozan, Vucevic, Levine, if I had to rank the three. Value-wise, depending on what opens up today, Caruso, 4100 has been playing right at like 30 minutes. He's not a high-usage guy. But he's someone that can fill the stat sheet up with rebounds, assists, steals. Um, his upside really is in his defense. But if he can get like three or four steals and, you know, a block or so and get like five or six rebounds, score, you know, 10 points at 4,100 today, today, he might just be one of those guys you're going to have in your player pool. Um, it's Charlotte. Like, so I think I would prefer him over Patrick Williams. But I also think Patrick Williams has a higher ceiling. It's just I'm looking for value. So getting the extra 600 bucks, having those guard points or, you know, positions for um, Caruso is just he's just interesting. It, you know, I'm always worried about AU getting the minutes, but it really seems like they're going to roll with Caruso right now. Um, and until that changes, I think that I'm not saying that we could trust it, but I think you could definitely take some shots here on Caruso. 
Um, Charlotte side of this game, it all depends on LaMelo if he plays or not. If he's out, uh, Rozier at 8,100 is just too cheap. You know, we could just keep taking shots on him. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. <laughs> but I still think he's someone you're, you're, you know, you're taking some shots on. Mason Plumlee has been playing well. Um, Jalen McDaniels has been playing well. I don't think LaMelo really affects Jalen McDaniels at all. Um, I think that's the news you're kind of waiting on. Does Hayward play or not with Cody Martin already out? Um, if Hayward sits, Washington and McDaniels should get plenty of minutes here um, at the wings. So we even might, if, if Hayward sits, you might even see like McGowan's, Bryce McGowan's get minutes, but he really doesn't do anything but sit in a corner. So it's really <laughs> tough to play him. So what are your thoughts here on the Hornets? Yeah, you need Lamelo to be out to be interested. I think if if he is out, then I'm I'm going to play plenty of Rozier. Um, I've done that the last two games that that Lamelo's missed, and Rozier hasn't quite paid it off yet. But he could certainly do do that in this this spot. He should have plenty of use if Lamelo misses. Um, PJ Washington is a guy I've chased a little bit too. Um, he had a couple big games, but he's really struggled in the last two. Should get over thirty minutes though. Um, going to be on the floor. 6,200. I could see him paying that off. Um, agree with the McGowan's call. He started the other day and played like 22 minutes and took shot two for eight from the floor and had 14 DK points. So even if he were to happen to start or something like that, tough to get to him. Um, it's probably just Rogier for me and only if LaMelo is out. And Charlie got blown out the other night against Phoenix and Mark Williams didn't even get the garbage time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I see. I see uh, Yappy in chat. <laughs> Listen, uh, I mean that's the that's the only like thing that like when you're taking shots on those guys, it's there's all the risks there. I mean that's it's just what it is. But Detroit at Brooklyn, two thirty one and a half total here. The Nets a nine point favorite. I'm kind of shocked that there's a line out. Um, Detroit side of thing, Bagley's out, Cunningham's out, Corey Joseph is out. Isaiah Stewart and Isaiah Livers are both questionable here. I mean, we know Durant's not going to play. Uh, we can start by, you know, saying that. If we look at, like, Kyrie Irving recently, he's played a back-to-back, played 39 minutes in each of those games. So I wouldn't be, uh, you know, I don't think he'll sit. Simmons played 18 and then 37 in the last back-to-back. So, um they were a little careful on the front end for Simmons last time on the back-to-back, but he did play the back-to-back. Um, he played 29 minutes tonight. I kind of think that like we see a pretty normal Brooklyn lineup. I don't think we see anybody sit. I think if anyone sits, it's Ben Simmons. I don't think Kyrie sits. Um, what are your thoughts here on Detroit first? Detroit's tough. Brooklyn has actually played really great defense this year. They're in the top 10 of defensive rating. Um, well, now they were terrible at the beginning of the year. They fired, um, gosh, what's his name? Who did they fire? They fired the coach. Who did they fire? Um, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Why can't I think kid? of it? Someone, someone in chat, tell me. I can't remember. Jason Kidd, right? Yeah, Jason Kidd. They fired yeah. Jason Kidd and the defense went skyrocket. Yeah, Jacques Vaughn like, just elevated it completely. Uh, Claxton yeah. played played really well against Embiid um, on Wednesday night. So tough spot here for Detroit. They're, they're also getting Killian Hayes back, who's missed a couple of games. Um, I don't mind the price on, on Killian Hayes. I think you can go there. Um, Ivy's Steve price Nash. is up. Yeah, Nash, Nash, not Kidd. Yeah, yeah, Kids in Dallas. It's, mean, yep. Listen, they're the same people. <laughs> yeah. Old point, old point guards, right? Yeah. Freaking <laughs> um, studs, though. Studs. Yeah. Studs. Fun to watch yeah. back in the day for sure. Have you watched the Have you watched the Redeem team on Netflix? I've not. Oh, if you have Netflix, it's a must watch. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway, I'll have to check it out. Totally sure. interrupted you. Continue your thoughts. <laughs> I'll sit here and just feel bad about not knowing it was Steve Nash. <laughs> Well, I, I gave the wrong name, so at least you didn't do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, Detroit's tough in this spot. I think Killian Hayes is in play. Um, we've seen Jalen Duren play really well without Isaiah Stewart. So if, if Stewart is out again, you can probably go back to Duren, 5,100. Don't mind that price. Um, but I just mentioned Claxton playing decent against Embiid. So tough matchup. Probably don't get to a ton of Detroit, um, but if I do, it's probably Hayes or Duren. If it was a... 10 game slate we're not talking a, a ton here about detroit like it's a six game slate with very little value so i think with that like i don't think it's like ivy or Hayes. i think it's like bay or duren um type of plays and like if stewart plays i mean it's probably not anything for me on detroit i don't think he'd come back and play a ton of minutes but he i mean he's only been out like six or seven days so it's not like he's missed a ton of time either i I mean brooklyn's on the second end of a back-to-back i could see this game staying closer because of that but brooklyn is still the um, the much much better team and like you said defense for brooklyn if you look at like their first part of the season stats they were they were not good you look at recently they're like a top five defense so um they're way different defense right now i mean the brooklyn side of this game claxton is really interesting here at 7600 he's been fantastic with durant off the floor i talk about it every podcast it seems like but he's obviously someone that i don't mind here if you're doing that like mid-range like type of build um he he's in that kind of range where if you're not going to try to get two two-ish studs um he's kind of fits that build. So I, I like Claxton a lot. Kyrie's expensive. He's a really interesting tournament pivot off of um, Luca on this slate. He does have that like, you know, ceiling to go for 80 plus fantasy points, especially in a matchup against Detroit. Um, 
I mean, Seth Curry is 5K. He's cheap enough where I think you could take some shots on him. O'Neal, 5,400. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's probably looking at, like, some of these secondary pieces here um, for Brooklyn. Yeah, Seth Curry was amazing on Wednesday. Um, he had 32 points, actual points. So playing jump shooters on a back-to-back is never ideal. Um, I hate but, it, but, yeah, uh, so it, it's tough. Um, I like the Claxton call, though. Um, really good matchup for him. 7,600, like, he's been paying that, that price tag off. Dude's been playing awesome. Um, he's re- rebounding a ton, playing good defense, so he's getting getting the minutes. Um, I like Claxton. I want to get to Kyrie. He's been also playing really well with with Durant off the floor. He gets a ton of usage. Um, just not sure that we're going to have the value to get two superstars um, in our build on this slate. Um, if if we do end up getting the value, Kyrie would probably be right behind Luca for me um, as far as spend ups go. Uh, he's certainly in a great spot and and gets all the usage with without Durant. So um, Claxton will be my first look. If I have money to get to Kyrie, definitely we'll do that. Um, we'll see if I landed on Seth Curry, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blow everything up. I think he's, he's totally fine. Um, there's, there's a lot of shots to go around with as long as Durant's out. Lillard smashing to, on Wednesday night right now. Just absolutely smashing. So nice. My, uh, survey call was 50 actual points for him. We're going to get there. I think he had 45 DK points in the first half, uh, according nice. to the YouTube chat. So there you go. <laughs> um, I was on Nurkic in that game. I don't know how he's doing. Um, I just I saw YouTube chat. So, all right, we're yeah, cruising along here. We got... He's on pace. Let's see if we get it. <laughs> all right. There you go. We got Cleveland at Houston, 224 total here. Cleveland, a seven point favorite. Um, seems kind of low. Donovan Mitchell is questionable. Maybe that's why. But Kevin Porter that, that is why I, I saw something. Donovan Mitchell's almost certainly sitting in this one, from what I um, saw. I'll see if I can find the tweet while you finish up the the others. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't shock me. I think that this is an excellent spot for him to sit. Um, if that happens, though, it, it definitely obviously opens up um, a lot of potential. So, I mean, let's start here with Cleveland. Houston's on the second end of a back-to-back. <sighs> Jabari Smith came back. I'll, I'll just say he came back, and they said that they were going to monitor his minutes. Um, so maybe he sits the second end of a back-to-back. We'll go We'll go Cleveland first, though. What are your thoughts here on the Cavs? Yeah, so I'm I'm going to kind of just assume that, that Mitchell is out here, which really puts Darius Garland in a great spot. Um, 8,600, outstanding matchup against Houston. Uh, Houston struggles with lead guards, which if Garland has that role in the spot, he's far too cheap. Um, I think Mobley and Allen are both perfectly fine in this matchup. Um, if Mitchell is out, I think somebody like Karis LeVert could get some extra run. 5,600 would be cheap for him. Um, and if Mitchell does end up playing, I think you have to look at him as well. 8,800 in a matchup with against Houston. I think we're going to want plenty of exposure to Cleveland, whether Mitchell is in there or not. Yeah. So, I mean, on Cleveland, this is, this is probably like one of the games that I've circled for a game stack. We'll talk about the Dallas Phoenix game next, but um, I love this game. Like if Mitchell sits, 
I mean, it's it's Garland at 8,600. He's one of the top point play, point per dollar plays on the slate at 8,600. I know, like, he, his price didn't come down a ton. But, I mean, now if if Mitchell's out, it doesn't really matter again. So, um, I like I him a lot. I tweet. think this – what's that? I did find the tweet that I was talking about. It says um, it's Chris Fedor, one of their top beat writers, said uh, Mitchell did not practice in his – Status for Thursday night and the remainder of the road trip is currently uncertain. Uh, but late last night in New York, the team was bracing for another multi-game absence. So probably not going to play. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Levert at fifty-six hundred would be a fantastic play if Mitchell sits, um, especially going up against Houston. And then on the Houston side, so they said they were going to monitor Smith's minutes. He played 28 minutes. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if he sits here because it was an ankle injury. Um, Sangoon is just smashing, man. Like, I know this is a tough matchup against Cleveland, and I know that people are going to overreact again to him, you know, having a triple double. I'm not saying that I won't take shots on Sangoon here. Um, but I am saying like, I'm more likely to go to like Jalen green, um, KJ Martin type plays. If Smith sits, I really like Eason. I think he benefits directly from Smith being out. We saw that, um, over the last few games. So what are your thoughts here on Houston? Yeah. Tough spot for Shingun. Um, but his role without Porter jr has been awesome. Like he's been playing a ton of minutes, like they've fully unleashed Shingun and, and it's been just an, an awesome ride here for DFS and props and, and everything else. He just continues to smash. Um, tough spot though. I, I can kind of with you. I'm not sure that I can get to 8,700 against Cleveland's bigs. Um, I love the Tari Eason call, like he'd be too cheap for the role. If, if Jabari Smith was out, um, it's a tough spot for him as well with Mobley out there. Like Cleveland has a ton of size, but he, he'd be too cheap for the, the minutes he's going to play. Um, Jalen Green's price is up there too. I think KJ Martin might be my preferred option if I was lo- looking for a run back for Garland or something like that. Um, like Shingun and Green are fine. It's just I, I'm going to try to save as much money as possible with the tough matchup. I mean, if Jabari Smith like plays, then I mean, <laughs> we're going to monitor his minutes and he played 28 minutes. Um, I mean, I was really iffy about him yesterday when they when that news came out, but um, I mean, kind of pay attention to pay attention to Smith. I think he really matters for Eason. I think that Eason is back to playing 26, 27 minutes if Smith sits in this one. So fun game, fun game. Cleveland not full strength, especially if Mitchell sits. Um, fun game. All right, we got Dallas at. Phoenix 221 total here. The Suns a one and a half point favorite um, for a, a game that has a low one of the lower totals that you know will like. Um, Keebler is out, Christian Wood is out, and then on the Suns, um, Aiton is probable. Booker is out, Campaign is out, and Shamit's out. So we'll start here with Dallas. I mean, it's Luca. And- <laughs> feel like it's a broken record but this guy just he keeps shooting a ton he goes to the free throw line he creates his own he rebounds he assists he, play, he like it, it just yeah Dinwiddie has some upside sure raw points matter a little bit on a on a six game slate 
I just think that he's still a little too priced up. Um, it's Luca. It's Luca, and in tournaments, I think with Aiden probable, I think you could take some shots on Dwight Powell at thirty six hundred, knowing that they're going to need him to play in this game. You just worry about him getting in foul trouble um, against Aiden, but we don't have a ton of value on the slate, so. This is one of those scenarios I think you could go pal Luca, take the value of pal to help the price with Luca and just kind of hope that Dwight Powell plays 30 minutes and it's like a double double um, and does okay for 3,600. I don't think you should expect a 37 point game again. Like Washington has not been good here recently against centers. So, um, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at on the Dallas side. Yeah, I I agree with everything that you said there. Um, Luca's price like almost thirteen, but it just it does not matter. We're talking about a fifty point floor basically, uh, with upside for a literal hundred. Um, I think like eighty is a reasonable expectation um, in this spot. Like Phoenix has not been great this year. Um, they do play slow, so the, like the the pace of the game is a little bit of a concern. Uh, but Duke, Luca just does so much that. Even at twelve seven, you have to be interested. Um, Dwight Powell is somebody I faded when he smashed the other day. Uh, just didn't think he had the, that type of a ceiling in him. Like we've seen a bunch of eighteen to twenty point games from him, even when he plays thirty minutes. Um, so good for him. Um, that one burned me a little bit. I think you you can go right back there. Um, I think he could play thirty minutes again, like you said, without without Wood, without Cleaver. They're just really short in the front court. Um, so he certainly could run into some minutes. Um, I still don't love the ceiling, but he's shown it now, at least recently. Um, not not afraid of Aiton on the other side. If Aiton even plays, that is. Um, so 3600 just a little bit too cheap, especially if we don't get other value spots open up. Phoenix side of this one, I mean, Chris Paul, 7700 going to have games where he goes off. So I think that, at 7,700, if you're playing tournaments and you're playing multiple teams, he has to be in your player pool. Um, Cam Johnson, listen, they blew out Charlotte the other night. This guy has been in and out of the lineup this year. Like He was obviously in a blowout, going to be the first guy off the floor. Played 29 minutes against Memphis. If you think this game is going to be competitive, I think Cam Johnson plays over 30 minutes. At 5,300, even with Aiton back, um, I don't think he really affects Aiton or Aiton affects him. So I really like Cam Johnson. Um, I really hope people look into the 18 minutes way too much here because, again, he was going to be the first guy off the floor in a blowout. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Phoenix? Yeah, I, I love the Cam Johnson call. Um, he We just haven't seen him fully unleashed yet. Like if he gets those 20, the game he played the most minutes has actually been his worst game since coming back. But if he's having a game similar to the, his other two games and, and he gets those 30 minutes, we'd really be cooking Uh 5,300, very fair price for him. I like Chris Paul too, 7,700. I think he's a fantastic run back for Luca without Booker. He has to shoot a lot more. Um, so that, that raises his ceiling. He's a guy that can play 38, 40 minutes. Um, even though, even at his advanced age, Phoenix isn't afraid to run him out there plenty. Um, I my, uh, Michael Bridges, I think, is in play if Aiton sits again, just because there, there's so many shots that are available. Um, I, I wouldn't mind some shots on Michael, but I, I would need Aiton out to want to do that. With Aiton probable, and it was just so, like an illness, 
I expect Aiton to play and be like a full go. Um, so Phoenix, when these guys come back, we've seen it with Booker. We've seen it with Paul. They really don't typically bring these guys back until they're ready to go full game. So um, I, I expect Aiton to play, play full minutes. If he's going to be low owned, I think you could take some tournament shots on him. Um, I don't think he comes out rusty and like he's going to have Dwight Powell trying to guard him. It's not like, I mean, it's a fantastic matchup for Aiton too. So um, Aiton will be like an ownership play for me. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We uh we finished it out though. We got San Antonio Adelaide taking on the Clippers. 232 and a half total in this game and the Clippers a 13 and a half point favorite. Um I mean we have no idea. It's the, the San Antonio Spurs on the second end of a back-to-back. I assume Vassell is out. Um, and then on the Clippers side, Luke Kennard and Marcus Morris are questionable. John Wall is out. So we'll go San Antonio first. I would assume we get a normal San Antonio lineup, but who knows? Um, maybe Podol sits and we could play Zach Collins in this game. But what are your thoughts here on the Spurs? Yeah, tough spot for San Antonio here um, against the Clippers. Probably go Keldon if I was going anywhere. Um, just highest usage rate on the team. Pirtle is center, center only. That's difficult. Um, Trey Jones, I think, is okay at 6,300. I'm just not sure about the upside. Um, I, I don't mind Pirtle, but i probably go to Keldon first. Uh, yeah, I mean, that just not a lot to like in this matchup. I probably don't get to the Spurs that often just because of the Clippers and uh, like Kawhi's priced up on the other side. Paul George is still pretty cheap, um, but I'm not going to be targeting this game a ton. I think there's some blowout risk. If I do, it'll probably be Keldon for, for San Antonio. Yeah. I mean, I was shocked. So when we did the podcast last night, uh, Will and I did the podcast. I didn't have really any interest in um, Zach Collins last night. And, like, I was shocked to see, like, he was projected super well in projections today. Um, so I ended up, like, looking into it. And I still, I mean, projections are on to something because he has 14 fantasy points with eight minutes to go in the second quarter. So um, they were, you know, projections are projections. And they they, they know more than me. They're a computer. But um, it's just one of those things, right? Like, in baseball, I feel super comfortable when I'm, like, not on someone and i see like a projection i can like can go in and i can like dig into all the advanced stats i mean when you're digging into zach collins it's like i mean this guy's playing 22 to 25 minutes a night and you're kind of hoping for a really really strong like outing but hey i mean we'll see how it ends up but i was a little shocked by that one but again computers they're so smart (laughs) on the clipper side Listen, I think this game is going to be a blowout. I hate saying that, and I hate projecting blowouts. But it's really hard for me to have interest in in Kawhi or Paul George in this game because of that. Um, 
I think like if I'm ending up on anybody in this game, like I think it's going to be Terrence Mann. I don't think he'll be really popular at 4,300, but I don't see them running out like Reggie Jackson 30 minutes in a blowout. Um, I think Terrence Mann would be the guy that gets the minutes. So I think in large field tournaments, I think it'd be Terrence Mann. I like that call a lot. Um, not an angle I had thought about playing this, but I agree. Like, I think he could get some run in a blowout. Um, he's certainly cheap enough. I, I like that call a lot. Um, I do have some interest in Paul George just because of the price. I, I agree with you that it, like this game is likely a blowout. I'm just hoping that saving the money from Kawhi down to, to PG, um, that he's the one that, that finds the ceiling. I probably run it back with Keldon. Like I said, that's, I think the, easiest path for San Antonio to keep this game long and close long enough uh, for George to hit that ceiling game. Uh, but 8,500 is a little bit too cheap for him. Uh, and the Spurs are atrocious on defense, worse, worse in basketball, in fact. So I'll probably take some shots on not getting to Kawhi. Price tag is tough. Would much rather find the extra money to get up to Luka or, or even uh, Kyrie. Um, but some shots on George Norman Powell is a guy that could just go nuts on this awful defense and put up a bunch of points in like 25 that. minutes in a blowout. So 5,800, I think is a, a fair price for Powell. I like that one. I like that call. All right. That's it for basketball. We're going to skip over the morning grind game uh, today for NBA. We'll do it again tomorrow, but we're going to jump into some football talk. Um, we're going to break down, give our thoughts like we have all gear on Thursdays, but we decided today we were going to do both. Uh, basketball slate was super nice. It's six games. It's not like those two game slates we've had a lot here. Uh, football season kind of winding down. We're going to see more and more of that. But we got two games, uh, NFL championship weekend. Yeah, championship weekend. We got the 49ers and the Phillies. Um, Philadelphia Eagles. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> see if you're paying attention. Baseball's around the corner. Um, 46 and a half total in this game. The Eagles are a two and a half point favorite. Um, first of all, I really, really, really like San Francisco plus two and a half. Uh, I'm just going to start with that. Start with that. Let's get into this game. We'll start with the San Francisco side of this game. Listen, the Eagles, they're a fantastic defense. They're a fantastic offense. They're a fantastic team. Um, uh, there, there's no one questioning that you have to look past that, right? Um, so we'll start here with the 49ers. Um, listen, we have to like Christian McCaffrey, right? Like we look at the slate and it's like you have Christian McCaffrey and then you have Joe Mixon and then you have Miles Sanders and Pacheco. I mean, talk to me here about the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, there's only two games, so we're going to have interest in pretty much everybody. Um, but McCaffrey stands out as the, the upside – the highest upside play for sure um, from the running back position, at least definitely lo love him going to have to find a way to fit him in and, and a stud wide receiver or two. Uh, but there's some good pricing as well. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is one of those that I think is just really underpriced Debo too, for that matter. Really underpriced. Yep. Yeah. Um, like Debo's had an awesome role and Ayuk is just 4,400. Um, he certainly had a good enough role with, Kittle and, and Debo in there. He's certainly the third option, fourth even, include McCaffrey. Um, but only 4,400, like that's that's too cheap. 
Um, I do think Brock Purdy is in play also just because he's the cheapest quarterback of the four by a good margin. And he allows you to do things with your lineup that, that playing the other three just do not like you, there are only certain ways to build, um, blind, like you can fit more players in when you're, when you're playing a cheaper quarterback, obviously. So for that reason, I don't think his ceiling is quite as high. We've seen big games from him in the past. Uh, but tough Philly defense, like you mentioned, it's not a great spot for him. It's it's simply a price play for me on Purdy. Um, but love Debo. Ayuk is too cheap and love McCaffrey. I mean, same general thoughts, really. Uh, I mean, at tight end this week, I think you're playing Kelsey. I think he's one of the best plays on the entire slate. Um, with that said, I definitely think it's a, a week that you could potentially play two tight ends and get Kittle and Kelsey. Um, listen, I don't, I don't ever like go a hundred percent on anybody in the NFL, but like if there was ever a time, I think Kelsey this week would be the time. Um, but I think Kittle, like if he scores last week, he's over 20 fantasy points. Um, and he's had plenty of scoring with, um, with Purdy at quarterback. So, I don't think this is a week I want to play Purdy. I think it's really just the skill players. Um, uh, you know, if I'm going to play a quarterback in this game, it's going to be Hurts. So, but yeah, I mean, I like the price on Ayuk. I like the price on Debo. But yeah, McCaffrey, stud play. Philadelphia side of this game. Hey, listen, I wasn't right about a lot last week, but I was definitely <laughs> right about Devontae Smith. Um, Indeed. Last week was not great. And I am the first to admit when I'm wrong. I have I was wrong about a lot. And I said it on Monday's podcast with Will, the game scripts. When I got the game scripts, like I, I was like, I'm gonna smash. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, I got all the game scripts I wanted. And just that none of the team showed up. Looking at you, Josh Allen. <laughs> uh, I mean, Philadelphia is really simple for me. Um, I don't want to play anybody from the running game here the San Francisco defense against the run is just stout. It's stout. Um, they're using Gainwell. They're using Scott. They're using Sanders. Like I can't do it. Um, it's, it's Jalen hurts. It's AJ Brown. It's Devonte Smith. And if you're going two tight ends, I think you could potentially go Goddard in this game, but I am not touching in the running game. Um, my miles Sanders like plays ended last week. I'm officially done on miles Sanders this year, unless they make the super bowl. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Like, just a really tough matchup, and Sanders just isn't getting. Uh, I don't see any reason to chase it. I'd, I'd much rather pl- just find a way to play McCaffrey and somebody like Mixon or one of the KC guys for sure. Um, I definitely think you're sticking mostly to two running back builds um, on, on DraftKings, particularly anyway. Um, but like, there's more upside at wide receiver. I feel like with tough matchups for the running back. So I probably, and I think two tight ends are very much in play also, like you said. Um, So probably only playing two running backs in most lineups. Um, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, both phenomenal. Um, Like we've complained a little bit about Devonta Smith's price and how close it is to AJ Brown, but Devonta Smith has had every bit as good of a role as AJ Brown here recently. So totally fine getting to him. Um, I think you can play them both together. I think Hertz is a phenomenal play as well. Certainly going to mix in some Goddard as well. Um, I mean, it's really it. Like, I, I just don't want to overthink this spot for Philadelphia. Um, I'm just going to play the passing game. I think Jalen Hurts is a fantastic pivot off of, like, Burrow and um, Mahomes. I think Mahomes 
his ownership is going to be really high, right? Like he is going to be the guy, like if you can fit in a top end quarterback, um, you're playing Patrick Mahomes this week, even with the, with the hurt foot, um, Jalen hurts almost the same price. I don't feel like he's going to be extremely owned, but as of right now, our projected ownership has hurts as the highest owned. So maybe I'm wrong. Um, maybe people are worried more about the foot than I am. Yeah. I think that, I think the ankle injury is gonna, gonna create some pause for Mahomes. Um, and how much people want to roster him. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I think, I think, um, just like the scent, like the fact that they announced he was playing so early, I think people are probably going to be comfortable with it by the time Sunday rolls around, though. Like he's practicing full. I, I, I think the Mahomes ownership just begins to creep up over the next couple of days. Oh yeah, I'd be shocked if he's not the highest on quarterback. Let's see. Cincinnati at Kansas City, forty-seven and a half total here. Cincinnati is a one-point favorite. Um, Listen, if there's ever a time to go bet Kansas City, now's the time. Like, this line's going to move. As soon as, like, Mahomes returns to practice on Thursday and Friday, this line's moving. It's a moving. Um, I think Cincinnati has a legit chance to win this game. I think all four teams have a legit chance to win their games this weekend. So, I think that we're very fortunate to have, like, these four games because I think all four of these games are super competitive, good games. Um, We'll go Cincinnati first. Joe Mixon did Joe Mixon things and trolled me last week. Um, and like it, normal weeks, 23 is not a lot. Last week with the running back situations, the way they were, it was a boatload. Um, it, for me, it, it's, it's taking shots on Burrow. It's taking shots on Chase. But I think my favorite tournament play probably of the weekend is T Higgins. I think he is way underpriced for his ceiling. Um, I know Chase is like the main guy, but T Higgins is 5,400. If they're going to try to shut down Chase, like T Higgins can have 10 targets in this game. Um, I love him in this spot. I think he is just, he is way underpriced. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think Cincinnati might be my highest owned team. Um, just, because Kent's, I would say, is the week before. Um, Burrow's price is is fair. And then, like, you just know Chase Higgins, and we'll get to Hurst as well, who's really cheap. Um, but, yeah, Chase has monster upside. We know that. Um, he's going to get a boatload of targets here. And if they try to take him away, Higgins can absolutely step up and be that, that number one guy. So 5,400, same page. Like, that's just too cheap for him. Um, I think you can mix in some Tyler Boyd. He's 3,800. If he catches a touchdown, he's going to be useful. I know he didn't get a ton of, ton of looks last week, um, but they were playing from ahead in that game. If they fall from behind, they're a team that is perfectly fine going uber pass heavy. Um, so you can certainly look at Boyd as well. And Hayden Hurst in two tight end builds, I think is absolutely a great way to save some money. Um, like the Kelsey Hurst stack is, is very much in play for me just because he's 3k the huge role he found the end zone finally last week um had another six targets so Hurst is is probably my favorite super cheap guy on the slate another guy that i don't mind for large tournaments when we're looking at like the slate as a whole is piron man if cincinnati gets down in this game like 
This is a guy that can get like four or five catches. Um, I think he's super interesting for tournaments. So I'll have him on a couple tournament builds. Um, Kansas City side of this one. Listen, I am not for one second. I'm not for one second worried about Patrick Mahomes. Practice full on Wednesday. I'm not worried at all. This dude is a gamer. Unless they break his leg, he's going to be out there playing in this game. Um, shout out to him, man. He was clearly in pain last week, and he played yeah. through it, and they um, won that football game. But I don't know if they won or Jacksonville lost, but all I know is Travis Kelsey had 17 targets. He's clearly <laughs> the number one wide receiver on this team. Um, he just is a tight end that you get to play at wide receiver. So love him in this spot. MVS got the touchdown last week. Um, you were on Tony on the podcast last week. He had seven targets. He's 3,700. I expect him to be a very popular value play. I was on McKinnon a ton last week and he had zero targets. It was a really weird situation. Um, didn't yep. see that one coming at all. Like Pacheco, Pacheco had a really solid game running the ball. I don't think that's the case most weeks. I think that if this is going to be a competitive game, we see McKinnon more involved. Um, so going back to the well on him, but I think it's Tony, uh, Kelsey. It's Kelsey. It's Kelsey. And then I think it's Tony McKinnon. Um, maybe some shots on Juju, but maybe some shots on Pacheco just because I don't think like outside of maybe Miles Sanders, I'm probably not fading any of the starting running backs um, on this. It's a two game slate. Yeah. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 17 targets. That's just incredible. Um, dude has absolutely smashed in, in every playoff game he's played in basically. Um, like he's just going to be the first guy that Mahomes is looking to. He has monster touchdown equity. Um, yeah, like just play him like a wide receiver. Like you said, completely fine rolling him in the flex, uh, and playing two tight ends on a team. He has as much upside as anybody on the slate. The running back situation is interesting. I, I played way more McKinnon than Pacheco last week as well. And I kind of agree with you. I'm I'm not going away from that. I don't think um, Cincinnati's defense played awesome against Buffalo. That like I'm not surprised Cincinnati beat Buffalo, but I am surprised at the way their defense just absolutely dominated the Bills. Such a um, weird game. Yeah, yeah. Um, props to Cincinnati's defense. I, and I do think yeah. I don't think that's a fluke. Like I think they've been underrated for a good portion of this, and they they're really good unit. Um, but this is the Chiefs. I think if anybody can can put it to them, it's certainly the Chiefs. I like McKinnon just for the passing game work that, that you talked about. He didn't get any last week, but he's clearly been the guy that they use in that situation. Um, hard to explain what happened last week, but I'm, I'm just going to kind of write it off and, and go right back to him. I think McKinnon's a, a fantastic play. Wide receivers – like you can take shots on all of them because they're cheap and they're attached to Patrick Mahomes. I agree with you. Tony, Tony is my favorite. Like they just design plays for him every time they're down in the red zone. If they're not drawing it up for Kelsey, like Tony has a package of plays as well. Um, so he's going to find the end, end zone eventually here. 3,700 attached to Mahomes is just far too cheap. All right. Um, who do you got? You got San Francisco or Philly? Who wins? Oh man. I'm going San Francisco. Cincinnati or Kansas City? Who wins? Uh, Kansas City. I think we are on the same page. I think we get a 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl. But 
I think, like, realistically, looking at these four teams, are you disappointed in any Super Bowl that you're getting? I mean, no. Any of the any of the like combinations that we get for the Super Bowl this year should be a really good game. So, um, super excited yep. for that. But the real Super Bowl, though, is the week after the Daytona 500. Just saying, <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up for Thursday. Appreciate everyone hanging out. It's, uh, nice to do a little joint podcast with some football and basketball. We'll be back tomorrow normal podcast nba hope everyone has a fantastic fantastic thursday we'll see you all again tomorrow